0: You know, it's crazy that we have to have courage to be ourselves in this society. It sucks that, like, <laughs> it sucks that that has to be. But um, the more that, you know, this kind of thing happens and they see that, I feel like we're going to have a generation of courageous kids, but also maybe it just won't even be a world where you have to be courageous. Y'all can just be. Ooh. Oh
1: damn, that's the sound bite everybody. That's the sound bite to intro this Clip episode. In.
0: <laughs> hey, Dustin. Hey Crystal. Hey
1: Me Searchers, you are listening to the Me Search podcast and we are your hosts. My name is Dustin Domingo
0: and I am Crystal Tugati.
1: On this show, we have critical, messy, and fun conversations with each other, with friends, and with leaders in the community.
0: Together, we'll unpack important issues, learn, and unlearn what we think we know what it means to be Filipino.
1: Hell yeah, unlearn. Hell yeah! Hell yeah, unlearn that <laughs> <Hell> shit. <yeah. laughs> All right. And if in case you didn't know, we're here, we're queer, and we're just hanging out on the Me Search podcast. Yeah. Um, and also, in that context... Uh, in this episode, we're talking about queer things, LGBTQ things. We're talking specifically about the intersection of the Filipino identity, the LGBTQIA plus identity, and the field of education. So, in 2022, there was a lot of news about Florida's parental rights in education bill, um, which the media dubbed as the "Don't Say Gay" bill. Uh, which limits how much information about sexual orientation and gender identities can be discussed in classrooms. So in California, on the other hand, um, California has laws that require students to learn about the role and contributions of LGBTQIA plus Americans in society. Um, Still some, I mean, that's pretty good, but like still a lot of controversy there. Um, Lots to unpack. And today we're talking to a friend of the podcast harley Balaharia, who is a member of the lgbtqia plus community and long beach music educator and we're going to yeah. talk to him about his lived experience during uh this time in society so it's welcome a time. it's a, it's freaking a time, time. It's everybody
0: a time. welcome harley y'all <laughs> welcome, harley.
1: mr b
2: mr b
0: mr b i'm glad it's
2: mr b because oh my gosh i've even gotten called daddy Bee before by students oh and my gosh. That should not happen
1: uh-uh. yeah <laughs> that's uh, oh wait a minute let's nip that in i was like butt. wait a
2: minute um you're 12
1: Ooh, <laughs> um, oh my god no, no. okay yeah no let's not welcome because i teach middle school <laughs> Okay.
2: Aww.
1: Shout outs to the kiddos. My little
2: pubescent baby. Shout outs to the
1: kids, but um don't don't call Mr. Balhadia um Daddy B. <laughs>
2: well, don't call any of your teachers daddy. Right.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's 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 maintain some, some boundaries That's here. That's how you
2: know where this is gonna go today. You know, <laughs>
0: All right, so let's let's get into it. What was it like starting out as a gay educator?
2: Oh my god, it's it's really kind of crazy because, um, you know, thankfully I teach music, I teach music education, I teach choir, and I teach a general music class, and luckily a lot of my music educators in my life were gay and were queer. Um, And so it was kind of normal for me to see myself in an educator standpoint. Mm. But I know that growing up, you know, so many people were like, oh my God, you're gay. So like, do you like me? And I'm like, no, I think you're trash. Uh, Wait, wait. Who, who asked you this? Oh my gosh. Like every single time growing up when you were like, when you were a student growing up and then you had friends and then if you uh-huh. came out to your friends that were the same sex as you, they would be like, so do you like find me cute or do you find me attractive? <laughs> like I've even had like my high school friends, like when we've had like meetups recently and then they'll be like, so who did you find like out of us that were cute? And I'm like, absolutely none of you. <laughs> uh- <laughs> man." Um, but you know, it's crazy too, because like, especially with our generation and the generation before us, it was very rare to find like a gay educator that you had growing up. And Mm -hmm. especially for me, like not even until this year, and this is my third year at my school where like, I was the only gay teacher at my school. And now that I'm one of two and you know, it's me and then a first year teacher. It's really interesting because there's this sort of unspoken rule now that like I am the biggest ally and I am the biggest uh, representation in terms of like all queerness at my school. And my school is like very queer. I think it's like 30% of my student body identifies as queer or exploring or curious. And even in middle school, we kind of support that of like, explore, be curious, because you don't know, and it's okay to not know.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and it even came to a point where like, our pride club is ran by two allies, because like, there's just not enough queer representation. And it's interesting, because, you know, you always have to play the game of like, do I introduce myself as like, Hi there, I'm Mr. B, and I am queer um, or do I just let it show through my personality um especially because the biggest thing that you kind of combat with, especially in the k twelve setting, is like parent reception mm-hmm. when when parents are like, "Oh, like I don't know if like I want my child to be interacting or exposed to a teacher like that." um and and so it's it's a luckily towards now it's a great step in the right direction where a lot of students are okay with exploring and they're okay with expressing and for me i'm glad that i am uh one adult that they do get to trust and they do find relatable because they're like oh it's okay to be young and it's okay to be gay because like we're all we're all a person anyways because we're people first before Mm -hmm. we are our like defining identities and defining characteristics and so it's like in the end I get to just that's like a bonus it's like here we are as educators and students and teachers and students and people and like the bonus is just like
1: we're also gay and that just makes it better (laughs) that's a huge bonus yeah in my opinion (laughs) (laughs) so how do you deal with The parental interactions, let's say, of those who may not feel comfortable with their child in a classroom with a teacher who identifies as part of the LGBTQIA plus community.
2: I think the way I navigate it is like letting them know fully transparent on that it's like I'm letting them know through my, like, personality of, like, this is how I'm acting. Whether or not you are actively attaching the label of, like, this teacher is queer is really kind of up to you and your reception as a parent. And then mm-hmm. even as the educator of your own student of, like, how are you going to let your reception of knowing that your teacher is queer? How are you going to... Um, let that impact affect you and how you teach your children how to accept queer people and how to accept the queer personality and the queer community. So like, for example, as a music educator, this first concert that I do, because I do like themes for my concert, um, this concert was called like Embrace. And it was like music and poetry that was written and composed by Uh, like LGBTQ composers and also by women and it was like it was like the story of like how an individual embraces their journey through queerness but also then like how is like a family or an interpersonal's experience embracing through queerness and then what do we as a community do to navigate through our journey of learning to embrace queerness and it was interesting because most people like really uh, received it well until I had like one family in particular, where um, where they, I guess it finally sunk in with them that was like, oh, this is what the concert's about. Well, I don't want my child interacting with this. And it's a really interesting social stigma where a lot of people who are unaware or people who don't have the experience of interacting with like queer educators or queer people, their immediate thought is oh i know that person's queer so they're gonna like stuff queerness down my throat oh they're gonna like force feed me queerness and it's like no like we're also here to vibe Also, and this is where it kind of i get it gets back to like the labeling where Mm -hmm. it's like in any other concert i would have done they're still learning music And they're learning what the music means and they're learning what it's about and they're learning how to integrate their own interpret, their own personal interpretation as an artist. So, like, why does one adjective or why does one identity have the power for you to completely change your reception of it? Like, Mm -hmm. I can be acting the same way and have not said that I was gay at all. And, like, I'm so, as you can hear, I'm super flamboyant so bubbly because life's too boring to be stale um Mm -hmm. and then like if you attach the label of queer or gay it's like what what spark is that really lighting inside of you is that more of me being gay or is that you being afraid of it Mm -hmm. Ooh, like that's the internalized homophobia of like like why is it wrong why are we scared if anything like we're leaving more of the opposite sex for you to have like i don't know it's like it's it's a really interesting grappling with that where it's like i present to this parents where it's like in every case including this concert i'm presenting music and i'm presenting the history behind the music and i'm uh, in, and then i'm expressing why that history matters and how that validates everyone's culture that isn't just your own Because, you know, life isn't Burger King, you can't just have it your way. And there are identities, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. and then because there are identities that aren't just your ethnic identity, there's your personal identity, your gender identity, your sexual identity, and there's so many parts, and that's still a part of who you are. And whether or not that is who you, you're the receiving party is, if it's not you, then we can still let you know that it's still a thing and it still exists. And so I I fully present that with parents is that it's never a sort of advocacy of turning gay or an advocacy of you know making sure that we like are aggressively letting you know that we are a thing, but it's letting you know that you know queer education and queer musicians and queer poetry that has always existed Um, but now you're just going through a lived experience when you're learning that people are normalizing it and people are normalizing knowing that our literature and our compositions and our music is also part of the educational mainstream. Um, And then you may not know, but that like validates and it also affirms so many of the other students in the classroom that may not just be your own.
0: it really is just mind boggling to me how folks can be like, you're just trying to force all of this down. Like, why can't, why can't there be space for everyone? Why, you know, must you continue to center yourself and see the world as this one dimensional place? (laughs) So I'm glad that, you know, there's a, I feel like this is such a cool entry point into like learning more about different perspectives because everyone can I think at least everyone can relate to music like there is um there is this uh communal idea and factor to it so um what what do you like what is the kind of language that you have to use to kind of get that point across to people who may not have any kind of knowledge about this.
2: Oh, um it's really great because like I think especially with the grades that I teach which is middle school Uh it's a very like a turbulent time Uh in their lives because it's when they experience a lot of firsts it's like my first period or my first breakup or my first backstab or my first like disappointment or my first like you know there's so many things and my gosh Middle school drama is a whole thing. <laughs> but I think it's also that it was for me that I've received it as it's the perfect opportunity to not sugarcoat any language. Mm. Because, you know, like generationally, people will try to sugarcoat and um, and askew language to try to like make a soft landing For Mm. students to be like, you know what? No, it's okay. Oh, it's just a phase. Or, oh, like, it's just an inkling. Or it's just the thing. Like, this whole thing of just. Where, like, honestly, um, especially nowadays, like, I use the terms. And I use the language that, like, we use as educators and what we use as adults. Because I think the sooner that the kids are exposed to that language... Then the more prepared they are in life to grapple with these kind of topics and these kind of things without so much uncomfortability because they, they already know what it's about instead of like having the rude awakening that things aren't always okay and things that aren't always things. So I literally like I had prefaced this whole like concert and I like I had a whole day where I talked about the entire like queer spectrum and we literally went through, I was like, this is about LGBTQIA2S+. And I went through every single one. Lesbian is this, gay is this, bisexual is this, transgender is this, or transsexual is this. And letting them even know the histories of like, we don't use this term, and we use this term. And I think when you just come in with the the disposition of like, I'm here to set the foundation of like, Everyone here is here to learn. And even us as like queer people, we are still learning about ourselves. And Mm -hmm. so let yourself have a curiosity and even set the lingo of like, you can ask whatever you want. And so I had kids who were asking like, "What what if it's like you're feeling about this and you identify as this and like this. And it's, you know, just getting them used to using the terms too. Because historically the connotative labels that they even put on us Mm always like super aggressive and it's like no like it's a term and you have to use it and if that supports you and empowers you then say it say gay say lesbian Say transgender say transsexual because if you don't know then you don't know and that's okay because if you don't know accepting that you don't know but then also accepting that you're willing to learn and be corrected and be educated Mm -hmm. is so much more mature than the hesitancy of oh I don't know it so I don't need to learn about it. Or, oh, it makes me uncomfortable, so I shouldn't learn about it. Um, so it was super great. Like, I just had the terms, and kids were super, like, curious. They were like, so what does queer mean? And how does that differ from questioning? And how does that different from gay and, and lesbian? Or bi-curious? And I'm like, you know, sometimes, depending on the person that you talk to, some of these are gray. But part of that being gray is you get to explore it and get the gray out of there. And you find what it means for you. And so even setting the foundation for that, using those terms that I've used, which is the same terms that we use, we then, as an adult that they can futurely meet in their lives, we can use the same lingo. And then they're not scared of it, and they're not Mm. like hesitant, and they're not feeling like they're stepping on eggshells, because they know that a term is a term, but you, as the person have the choice on how you receive that term or how you attach the value or attach the motion to our term. Um, and so you're going to learn all of them now and learn them and grapple with them because, you know, like life, you're not going to know how to put things and you're not going to know how to label things, but getting exposed to the terms that we use now
1: is a step in the right
2: direction.
0: For Bravo. sure. Yes.
1: Mm. I like that your students feel so comfortable to, to have these conversations with you. I'm wondering, knowing that you're a music educator and you may not have as much uh, direct interaction with students who are not taking music classes, like, I imagine there would be students who are still drawn to you because, like you said, you're like one of two openly queer people, adults. In that space, do you find yourself interacting with people who are not even your students?
2: Oh, totally. And it's so funny because, you know, my students will talk about me, and then there are people who I don't even know, and they're like, Hi, Mr. B. And I'm -hmm. like, Hi. And then they walk away, and I'm like, I have no idea who that is. (laughs) Um, But it's great because I love being that person. And it was interesting because you talked about like influence over students um not only like just with music teachers but I think what's really special about like my position is that like if anyone thinks back to a time when they go to music or when they go back to their school um with music you know it's different than like a core subject and I say core because music is also core um it's interesting because you grew up with school where there was like a sixth grade math teacher a seventh grade math teacher An eighth grade math teacher. Like, you have a different teacher per subject, per grade, but if you really think about it, like, a music teacher is a core person, and there's usually only one of them or two of them in your school. It's, like, one person who runs all of the choir classes, one person who runs all of the instrumental classes. And so... Um, It's really cool because as a music teacher, you really get to know each of the kids that go to your program and they get to really know you and look up to you as an adult because you're the one consistent adult that actually gets to see them grow up. Because no matter how many times they take Mm -hmm. choir or no matter how many times they take band or how many times they take orchestra, you are the one adult they can depend to actually see them grow up. And especially with middle school, it's kind of a crazy shift, if you really think about it. Like you get them when you graduate when they graduate elementary. So like you get them as essentially a fifth grader. And then between seven, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, then you have to get they have to get ready to be going to high school. So, mm. like, from fifth to ninth is a huge shift. And knowing that, like, like students who don't even have me but know about me, it's really cool to, like, hear my students tell them, like, the lessons that I teach them. Because then once just an influence gets out there, like, I know that if I had a teacher like me or if I had an adult that looked like me and represented me so early on in my life, I know that going on in high school, I would have been more self-aware, more self-confident, and more grounded, mm-hmm. knowing that like who I am could still be a successful adult in the future. And I was able to see that as a teacher growing up, um, or as a student seeing a teacher that looked like me growing up, knowing that who I am now is going to be okay and is going to be successful and knowing that the friends that I talk about them, about Mr. B, they are also going to be successful because it really doesn't matter about like my identities, but using my identities and shifting the narrative from deficit to an asset and letting them know like, hey, because I'm gay, because I'm brown, because I'm Filipino, because I'm queer, and because I am here to stay and I'm here to make my voice heard, and make a Filipino mainstream, and make my identities and my cultures mainstream, that whatever you take from this, you can apply it onto your life and be so much more empowered when you leave my program. Or even leave after an interaction of me, if I've never had you, you can still look up to me as an
1: adult in your life. Mm, I love you. I I wish I had you when I was in high school. Like I wish my music teacher was just like you. I wish I had a Mr. B.
0: Yes, truly.
1: Because you talk about like all of these intersections of like being queer, being brown, being Filipino. Like, I feel like if I had somebody like you in my space, in my formative years, I feel like I would be much happier. I would have had a much more pleasant experience. Yeah.
2: And it's kind of like that parental role that we all take as educators or we take as mentors Mm -hmm. where it's like, You know, even like in the Filipino culture where we really talk about like servitude and filial piety of like our parents have worked their asses off to make sure that we have a life that was better than what we have. Us as educators, us as mentors, us as artists when we make music, it's because we're here to touch and heal people too to make sure that whether or not they go through it or whether or not we just want to make sure that they're more prepared because it's not just here are my experiences and here's what to think, but it's like, Here's how we as Filipinos, and we as artists, and we as queer people, here's how we navigate through our breakdowns, and here's how we navigate through our obstacles, because giving them those tools of what to think when a situation happens, and letting them know that they have the power to say anything they want about that situation, that's so much more powerful and like serving for them. Knowing that like we can already then unwind the narrative of like generational trauma of like talking back doesn't have to be disrespectful Mm -hmm. and berating doesn't have to just be one-sided reception. And it's like letting you know, it's like, no, I'm not trying to talk back to you. It's I'm trying to understand where you're coming from. And whether or not your own biases and your own armor is preventing you from letting me see that vulnerable side of you Mm. is like, I'm just trying to make the first step and then equip my future students. So we don't have to have that same generational trauma of you not being able to trust me as an adult for you to open up to and turn to and seek for advice. (laughs) <laughs> uh, i'm telling you we're unpacking this we we unloaded
0: yes no that is that is really beautiful you're really um offering this this idea that you know like i i wish that we had uh to have the courage to be ourselves because you know it's crazy that we have to have courage to be ourselves in this society it sucks that like <laughs> it sucks that that has to be but um, the more that you know this kind of thing happens and they see that, I feel like we're gonna have a generation of courageous kids, but also maybe it just won't even be a world where you have to be courageous. y'all can just be oh
1: damn, that's the <laughs> sound bite, everybody. that's the sound bite to intro this Cliff episode. In. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, because it's so true, because, like, Crystal, you had mentioned that, like, you know, so many, like, heteronormative people or Mm -hmm. cisset people, like, the reason why they're so uncomfortable about the the normalizing and the mainstreaming of, like, queer culture and Filipino culture and minority culture Mm -hmm. is because they've never had to live in a world where they didn't have to fight to represent themselves. Right. Because they were always part of the curriculum. They were always taught like straight people are okay and gay people are weird. They were always taught that like it has to be man plus woman in an in a straight line. But we all know life isn't straight. Like life isn't straight itself. Mm-hmm. Like we know some of these straight people, their lives would be thrown <laughs> through loops. Like loops. there's this just- Literally, their life is as straight (laughs) as a wet noodle. Like that shit Uh is curly and all over the place, and And yet then they still,
0: (laughs) yeah. And then and then and then it's like let's pretend that life is not curly and crazy, and let's just let's just keep on walking like nothing is happening. I'm like, boo. Clearly. (laughs) Clearly things are happening. (laughs) Boo, clearly things are happening, but
2: because you never learned how to deal with your emotions, you put cryptic messages on your Instagram
1: story. Ooh, passive aggressive. Oh God. Oh God. (laughs) 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 And like, you know,
2: and and it's interesting because they think that like talking about emotions is gay. When it's like (laughs) what <laughs> like everyone <Right>. feels uh. <laughs> like what talking like men talking about their feelings is is vulnerable and that's gay um and it's like and i mean if it is why... then
1: everybody should be more gay
2: listen what is that song right. from? like there's a musical avenue q like everyone's i don't know love avenue gay. q
0: <laughs> like everyone's gay everyone's... everyone is gay
2: and yeah. even, and everyone talks about it too. Like, even my students talk about it. Let's be real. In our past experiences, who acted more gay? The straight people. Okay. Yeah. Like, like straight guys in locker rooms. That's freaking gay. Um, Like, there's just like... It's so interesting. And it's like, they'll act... Um, the kids, the middle schools, ooh, modern lingo. They called it and so, zesty. And so, like... What does zesty oh, refer to? What does that yeah. mean? Oh, ooh
0: us, teach us. Modern
2: lingo is, like... So, instead of, like, calling someone, like, queer or... You know, in our language and in our time, it was like, hey, sis, are you, like... Or, like, hey, like, are you best friends with Judy? Historically, mm-hmm. let's... Look that up. Um no, now the kids are like, oh no, I'm zesty.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's so much more fun than it was back in the day. Oh yeah. Like the term
2: is zesty, and instead of saying game, now it's like there's riz. R-I-Z-Z. It's like you got riz, or then and then if if it's like if it's like riz, but you're not saying anything and it's like your body language, it's unspoken Riz. Oh. Oh. Yeah. And so that's what they say now, but yeah, it's really also funny too. Um, because, you know, you had also asked about like students interacting with me. It's a well known fact that like ensembles and classes and choirs are very reflective of their director and Mm -hmm. of their teacher and you can even tell because of me like imagining my kids who've had three years of me it's kind of really fun to see then how zesty or like also just like how like self-aware my kids are and like self-confident because they can be zesty whatever they'll be zesty with each other I have like I have like male to male zestiness, and then I have kids who comment, and I'm like, "Oh, so you're just jealous because my my two male students can be vulnerable with each other?" <gasps> like, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> like, like, oh, you think like bullying them because they know how to talk about their feelings is gay? Like, oh, like you, you think, oh, because my kids actually know how to identify what they're feeling and then think about how they're reacting. You think that that's zesty? I don't know, man. Like, I'd rather be zesty than whatever the opposite of zesty is. So, like, you might as well hop on the train. Mm-hmm. Like, if zesty's cool now, you might as well be zesty because that just means you'll learn how to communicate better in your life.
0: <laughs> yes. And, it you know, it just... It drives me nuts. It drives me nuts as a woman. <laughs> as a woman, like, oh, emotions are so feminine. And emotions are like, <laughs> women can't handle their emotions. And like, and then like that kind of feeds into like, oh, that's so. Like, gay equals only feminine, or like more femme, and like, just like, you know, it, it continues. Like, it's just, we're just rolling down the hill. We're going down <laughs> this awful, like, avalanche of bullshit, <laughs> bullshit, stereotypes True. Well, and then it's patriarchy. Even
2: funny. It's uh, like, even funny because even in middle school, where I was telling you, like, where a lot of things happen, even a lot of like my female students, zesty or not, they're like, they're like, you know, Mr. B, you know what's one of the most frustrating parts about middle school romance? And I was like, tell me. And they're like, when men, sorry, when boys can't even talk about their feelings. And I'm like, crazy concept, middle school boys. Female students want you to know how to talk about your feelings. There was always that stereotype about like how females are more emotionally in tune.
0: Uh-huh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And it's like, yeah, because we know how to talk about
0: them. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yes. Like when you boys, men, boys and men who are clinging on to the patriarchy, y'all look like fools. That <laughs> part. Y'all look like fools. And let's talk about how all the wars got started. It's your lack of communication and trying to understand your feelings. And like <laughs> even in the
2: curriculum. <laughs> Most of the fights were between straight people.
0: Let's talk about that.
1: <laughs> straight people, man. Ugh, just kidding.
2: <laughs> Listen, it's why everyone talks about wanting a gay best friend. You never hear people wanting a straight best friend.
1: <laughs> right. There's straight friends everywhere. You need a gay special one. One, they keep talking
2: about it. It's like, why do you want one? Because, you know, they'll be real with you. Uh You know, we'll set you up. You know that our love is not just a yes man, a yes woman or a Mm -hmm. yes pal. It's like, I love you. So I'm going to do whatever it takes to get your shit together.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. It's meaningful. Mm -hmm. There's substance. It's not on the fucking surface. But yeah, I just like if we could all just take away this heteronormative patriarchal bullshit and all just talked about our feelings like (laughs) y'all yeah we could figure this shit out we could figure this life out everyone would be just like doing their thing you know and why not why isn't that a world where why isn't that a world that we want where people are just being I just don't I it's still it's such a very simplistic way of thinking right but it's Why can't it be that simple?
2: Because people aren't educated enough Mm -hmm. to know that
1: that's the way we need to be going. Right. Okay, so Harley, speaking of, you know, where we need to be going, keeping it real, final question, what would you like to see happen in the education system to make either queer kids' lives easier, or actually, let's put it this way. What would you like to see as a queer educator, as a queer Filipino-American educator, what would you like to see in the education system moving forward?
2: Oh, my calling. Sometimes you just get to meet your heroes. And <laughs> like, you know, I would really love to see at schools I would really love to see resources, curricula, textbooks, primary sources that are from and about queer people. Mm. Because, like, who is in control of the material that gets curated and then delivered to the students, districts, administration teachers Hmm. like at the end of the day yes you have a textbook but we all know in our experiences from textbooks some of these textbooks are from pre-2000 why are you teaching 2022 with 1920 why are you teaching like that's not how time zones work sweetie like you need to be teaching Like stuff from today or stuff even from like past queer people, uh, but especially from living queer people. Mm -hmm. Find queer literature, find queer mathematicians, find queer history, because you can still meet your state standards, but then let them know and normalize what it's like finding and delivering queer repertoire and and then for those teachers where if you're struggling to grapple with finding queer literature and queer resources i just want to invite you to notice what you're noticing mm-hmm. notice the struggle that you have that you're having while interacting with finding new queer literature, new queer math, new queer science, and just let you know that is a sneak peek to the history that we have been making till this Mm. very moment. And now you get to live it too. And when it doesn't feel right for you, you get to make it right. Sponsor queer literature, sponsor queer shit, y'all. Teach queer shit and let you know that teaching queer shit doesn't make you gay. It doesn't make you gay, but it does make you a better teacher
0: mm.
1: Mm. Mm. I'm mm. still stuck on like the the fact that you said textbooks from the year 2000 were old i was like it was just around the corner oh wait hold on actually
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um... people born in 2000 are can go to bars now oh don't tell me that (laughs) (laughs) dang
2: i already got i still got middle schoolers who were born when i graduated middle school Ooh. (laughs) yike (laughs) yeah whoever's listening out there my kids were born 2009 10 11
1: (laughs) (laughs) i still think that 2000 i feel like it's 2012 i'm stuck in 2012 anyway
0: thank you so much harley
1: (laughs) for hanging out with us
0: dude more 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 power to you you are such an incredible example of an educator in our community who is laying the groundwork for a more equitable, peaceful place for our kids. And I'm so happy that they've got a Mr. B and that this world has a Mr. B. We need more Mr. B's. And I'm inspired by you as a fellow educator. And I hope to continue to have or I hope to have the the same zest and courage <laughs> as Jesse. you. We're grateful for you. More power to you, Harley. Thank you for being here, me-searchers. Do your part. Do your part to make the change. Just saying. We can go out there and talk to, uh, you know, we can go talk to people, right, Harley? We can tell of people course. that this is what we want. So let's do it. Y'all, thank you for being here. Everyone, this was Harley Balaharia.
1: Harley Balaharia. Mr. B. (laughs) Follow Mr. B. Follow Mr. B at iHarley. That's I-H-A-R-L-E-E. Follow iHarley unless you're one of his students because boundaries. But if you're (laughs) anybody else and you're listening to this podcast and you're like, I want to follow Daddy B. Mm-hmm. Oh, follow no. Daddy B.
2: <laughs> Listen, the iHarley was because my original motto was follow
1: at iHarley because we're better than that iCarly shit.
0: Ooh.
1: <laughs> all right. Take okay. note, everybody. And be a me searcher. Follow us at me search podcast. Check us out online at me search uh because we love each other and we want more queer stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah.